Act One of The Story of the Armada by Amos MacDonald. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Narrator, read by Esther Ben Simonides. William Cecil, Lord Burley, read by Thomas Peter. Sir Walter Raleigh, read by Todd. Sir Francis Drake, Read by Adrian Strout. Master Jock Burwood, Her Merchant of London. Read by James Coss. Will of Babacom, A West Country Sailor. Read by Joseph Tabler. Don Pedro de Valdez, A Spaniard. Read by Alan Mapstone. First Conspirator. Read by Lian Yao. Second Conspirator. Read by Gabby. Third Conspirator, read by Joseph Tabler. Ap Thomas, a Welshman, read by Charlotte Duckett. Dickon, a Derbyshire man, read by Alan Mapstone. Queen Elizabeth, read by Beth Thomas. Lady Mary Howard, Lady-in-Waiting, read by Lydia. Mistress Nan Hanway, a Londoner, read by Rachel. Mistress Alice Bridgewater, a Londoner, read by Adelbe Pignoroles. The Story of the Armada Prologue We come to show you in her glory, Elizabeth, whose mighty name comes to us down the distant ages with high resounding and undying fame. Here shall you see set forth before you how English sailors Spain's armada broke, how in the thunders of the driving tempest the voice of God for England spoke. We bid you ponder o'er our story, we bid you love and follow these brave men, remembering that the sea and its dominion for our inheritance was given then. Act One, Scene One Summer, 1588, London A market, two stalls, and a bench at back of stage. Enter, left, Jock, Nan, and Alice. Jock stands center, in front of stalls, Nan and Alice on either side. Each has a basket containing wares for market. They sing. Come in your bed, you sleepyhead, the day is shining bright. The birds I weed to greet our queen are singing with delight. The streamlet flows, the wild rose blows in fragments on your way. The daisy sweet spring at your feet and nods the woodbine gay. The hunter is born, she wakes the morning, deeps of forest green. The shadows fly and earth and sky awake to greet our queen. God save Queen Elizabeth. God save good Queen Bess. And keep her from all her enemies. From Spaniards abroad and from traitors at home. Amen, amen, I say. Shall we see the queen pass by today? Truly we shall, for she comes from Southwark and stays to visit the most noble Sir Walter Raleigh at his fair Durham house in the Strand on her way back to the Palace of Whitehall. And her grace will pass us by here? Verily, her grace will pass down Cheapside, and I doubt not that the sight of our goodly countenances will give her cheer. She will not look at thee, Master Burwood. Not so hasty, Mistress Hanway. Maybe she will look at me. Well, as I said before, her grace, whom heaven keep, returns to Whitehall. 
we must shout and show the queen that we citizens of london will stand true in these evil days and will protect her majesty from all her enemies we will indeed i will shout for the queen till my voice is cracked but these are bad times when the king of spain may come any minute and burn every one of us maybe he won't come just this morning keep good hearts we'd better spread at our stalls for the market spaniards or no spaniards coming people want butter bustles behind right-hand stall puts out butter turns to jock and points to pail or jug on the ground by the stall here friend give me a hand jock rushes right and helps to lift milk onto the stall tis good milk you can see how heavy the cream is something's heavy i must rest takes apple from his pocket and plays ball with alice alice help me you're always idle idle you're the first person ever called alice bridgewater idle comes behind stall and stands left of nan jock plays with apple i've been working since it was light digging and washing these lettuces they're famous lettuces now this cheese i made it is the best cheese then i will just taste it tis good eat it not all i shall have none to sell a bit of lettuce that's excellent put out thy own wares now master burwood jock bustles to back of left stall my wares my wares here they are scatters out bundles of dried herbs water butter eggs cheese i can cure every ill with my herbs have you fever nope no broken bones nope. no have you not weak eyes i'm sure you have weak eyes i trow i can see as well as you and better then rheumatisms eggs fainting fits take chamomile marjoram and broom flowers in pickle i'll buy some against the winter days when i'm stiff with cold and rheumatisms mistress nan hanway thou art wise tis one penny takes penny from nan hi hi new customer enter on left lady in waiting followed by a little page with a basket a noble lady madame madame my herbs are famed have you egg cough fainting fits we've cheese butter milk eggs lettuces cresses marjoram chamomile tea what do you lack what, what do you lack what do you lack give me one lettuce i pray let it be fresh sometimes i can fancy the heart of a young lettuce though after having tasted the choice plant called the potato which sir walter raleigh has brought us from the new world i can hardly eat this simple garden stuff points scornfully to vegetables this is a fair lettuce aside tis plain she's a noble lady nan aside a countess at least see her rich kirtle my lady this cuckoo pint i gather it myself in the fields beyond westminster what dost thou sell this for good man the root of cuckoo pint well boiled makes starch to stiffen your ruffs i'll take some it takes five pails of starch weekly to keep me in fresh ruffs to nan and alice i need no more from you no cheese your ladyship no cheese to page pointing to lettuce and cuckoo pint put these in thy basket and pay for them page takes up things pays money to each lady turns and sails out left followed by the page we, we thank, thank you. you she pays us handsomely she's a fine dame Keep some of the cuckoo pint for me. I'll have brave ruffs to wear a Sundays. I wish her grace could see my ruff. When will the queen come? I cannot tell. The ringing of bells and the shouts of people by the exchange will let us know of her coming. Then I'll wait here and give her grace these flowers which I begged from Sir Christopher Hatton's garden by Holborn. 
Let me look at thy nosegay, good mistress Nan. Toss it hither. Toss it indeed. They're flowers for a queen. Jock and Nan come center, in front of stall. She gives him nosegay. Have a care how you handle it. Roses red and white. That's well, for her grace is the rose of England. Lilies, that suits likewise, for she's a maiden queen. And marigolds, yes, we'll have the gold. Drake and his merry men will bring gold from the new world, but we'll have no Mary, for that was the Queen of Scots. Take thy bunch. Art not afraid to give so mean a posy to the queen? Nay, for I was there when she rode to be crowned, and I did see her take the nosegays and tokens with most tender words. The bough of herbs which a poor woman gave her at Fleet Bridge was seen in her chariot when she reached Westminster. I remember how she smiled and lifted up her hands to those who could not get near for the crowds. God save Queen Elizabeth, I say again, and send us no outlandish folk. Now have we a queen who is one of us, and mere English like ourselves. Jock fetches bench and sets it center, in front of stalls, takes Nan and Alice by the hand, leads them to bench. Can I trust you with a secret? Truly. Sooner would I break every egg in that basket than break my oath. I too. Jock seats himself. Nan and Alice sit either side, right and left. Then see you. Draws out a letter with care, snatches it from Alice, who tries to examine it. You must not handle it so roughly. Listen, both of you. My name is writ in this letter. Thy name? It is. In this letter am I named John Burwood. See you? It is so. John Burwood of Bucklersbury, herb merchant. What hast thou done, friend Jock? Done? I am one of her grace's servants. I am here bidden to be one of the men sent by Lord Burleigh to spy in London on the traitors who conspire against her grace's life and realm. Hark you, there are deadly plots around us, and the King of Spain has companies of men in his pay or hid in this city, maybe, in these very streets and alleys. I am terrified. We may all be terrified, for there are plots to kill the queen and set up the cruel king Philip in this land. If the Spaniards come, they will throw us in prison, burn us. What can so small a people as we do against Spain? We shall be destroyed. I tremble with terror. This is no hour for trembling. No, truly. We must meet danger with a stout heart. Yes and meet cunning with cunning and craft with craft i say that's what my lord burleigh and sir francis walsingham think too now listen in the letter i am commanded to hide in a cellar under an empty house close by here for there will certain evil men meet to plan deadly work to betray their country hush hush someone comes enter on left will of babacombe Jock, Nan, and Alice rise quickly. Will, aside. Doubtless some traitor's plot and mischief. Jock, to Nan and Alice. This is some vile and treasonable person come to spy on my conversation. To Will. What is thy business, knave? Maybe it's better business than yarn. Jock springs at Will and shakes him. Talk not thus to me, and in that villain-like voice. Will pushes Jack off. I'll speak as I likes, and you trade me not with civility, I'll lay thee low amongst thy baskets, London Huckster. Jock snatches up stick, on which herbs are tied, rushes at him again. Nan pulls Jock away. Alice pushes Will away. 
Peace, peace, ye firebrands. If the queen's procession comes by, you will both be thrown in jail for brawling in the streets. Let him alone, friend Jock. Maybe he is honest, even if you cannot understand his speech readily. Put up your cudgel. I see thy swarthy face hidden under a good sailor's cap. I'll have thee lodged in prison for a Spanish spy. I can do so. I've the power. Will throws himself on bench, laughs, holds his sides. A Spanish spy! Now by my lord, that's, that's a good jest. I've seen and heard much on my travels, but never was I taken for a Spaniard before. A Devon sailor, I. I seen more of Spaniards than most of ye, but they loved I not. They loved not Long Bill of Babacombe. Your honor has been in the sea fights? Truly, foul mistress, that was I. I fought her grace's battle in many days, in hunger and thirst, and cold and hate, and under the flag of the most noble Sir Francis Drake. A Drake's man? A Drake's man? Aye, a Drake's man. Long life to Sir Francis Drake. The terror of the Spaniards. You're a brave fellow, and I will give you my hand and welcome you with joy to the city of London. What can we do for you? Will you take some herbs to refresh you after your travels? Nay, was hell enough, though there be many of our sailors lying sick at Southampton. Take something to eat, then. Nan rushes to stall, fetches eggs. Deign to eat a few of these eggs. Fresh from the farm by Whitechapel. Thanks, good mistress. I was hungry enough to eat the whole farmyard. Alice fetches lettuce, etc. And take some of my lettuce and a pasty, good sir. Will sits down and eats. I'll eat gladly. We sailors get but scant victual. With joy we spread our plenty at the feet of men who's fought the Spaniards. Ah, oh, I've done that by my troth. I must laugh. I must laugh. What ails you? Nay, not, not. So you took off for a Spaniard. Why, uh, for a Spaniard. I did. Your noble and sunburned cheek did mislead you. And I, too, did mistake you, for I took you for a bunch of treason mongers huddled together in a corner of the marketplace. Treason mongers? We are honest citizens. Moreover, I am an agent of my Lord Burley, the Lord High Treasurer of England. Draws himself up and flourishes stick. I am well thought of, I can tell you. Aye, that's certain. Takes off his cap to Jock. Jock bows. I give you thanks. The land is honeycombed with dangers. Scarce can we sleep in our beds for fear. And if I do but hear a brawl in the street, I think it is the black-eyed Spaniards come to slay us. If I see a red light in the sky, I say to myself, when King Philip comes, so will the fires at Smithfield light the skies. Not while Drake and Hawkins sail the seas, I warrant. Not while the brave citizens of London live. Nan and Alice go behind stalls, set goods in order. Look you, Her Majesty come this way. She comes this way? Then I'll board here, and the man of the West Country will shout as loud as any of ye for the Queen. I'll have my flowers ready. There's time enough, maybe? Let's have a dance. Jumps up, picks up bench, puts it back. Push back your stalls, and we'll fling up our heels and have a merry dance. A, a dance, dance, a dance. They all push back stalls. Jock stuffs in letter. Softly, softly, I have that upon me which must be used carefully. Remember my office. I will remember your office, 
but let's forget our griefs a while. Stick thy posy on his staff. Takes a stick, ties nosegay to it. Though summer sunshine hot this morn, though foes be near, we'll have a maypole and a merry dance. They join hands. Jock dances with Nan, Will with Alice. Dance. Exeunt. Scene two. A cellar in a house near Cheapside. All is dark. Boxes or casks at back of stage. Enter Jock on tiptoe from left. Soft, soft, I found the secret door to this black hole. A nice place for honest Jock Burwood, herb merchant of Bucklersbury, to be in. But I can spy upon the traitors. They'll meet in this cellar to plot the queen's destruction. I'll hide in the dark. What's this? An empty cask? I can hide behind it and listen, and bring word of what I hear to my lord Burley. He seeks to find out the men who are hired to betray their country to the king of Spain. He hides. All is still, and a faint tap, tap. Enter on left, two conspirators, muffled in black cloaks, hats drawn over eyes, one with a lantern. Tis here we were to meet. Are we safe? Keep still, and wait quietly. But when shall we have the money which the king of Spain has sent for our enterprise? One of our people brings the money now. I trust it will not be long before he comes, for I like not this place. Think you we are safe? T'were death if we were found. Shall I not search round us? You will make a sound if... Hark! Someone comes! Say the password. Enter on left, third conspirator, in similar fashion. He carries money bags. Doom, Doom of, of Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Victoria, Spain. Oswell, tis our friend. Well met. Here I am. Speak low, speak low. We are well hid. Tis a secret door by which we came. Moreover, no man has dwelt in the house above for many a day. They say a ghost walks here. Ghost? I care not, so long as no spies walk here. Where's the money? Ay, the money, the money. We risk not lives for nothing. Third conspirator opens cloak. First and second come close, right and left of him. Here's the money from the king of Spain. He has not stinted us. Here, take your share. I will. Give me my share of the gold. There's more money for us later. Our work has but just begun. How can the queen be got away? Nay, I know not, for she is well guarded by the people who love her well. The nobles of the realm are pledged for her safety. Tush! Men ever side with the strongest. England is poor, threatened by foes. She lacks ships, food for sailors. There's sickness in the fleet. The Spaniards will make light work of this ant hill when they come. King Philip will present England to the Infanta as a little gift. All laugh, though. Faint sound heard. What's that? What's that? Are we discovered? Twas but a rat. Or the ghost. Sheep-hearted. How many ships hath the King of Spain in readiness to attack England? Some one hundred thirty ships, with many from Italy and Portugal. "'Tis the most splendid fleet that ever set sail. "'Well do the Spaniards call it the Invincible Armada. "'In my journeyings in and out of Spain I have seen them. "'High as mountains stand the ships, "'so that the very waves seem wearied with their weight.' Marvelous. 
Indeed, it surpasses all the undertakings of ancient or modern times. They will bring thousands of soldiers with arms and food beyond reckoning. All the noblest families of Castile and Aragon have sent their sons upon this glorious enterprise. The Duke of Medina Sidonia commands with all the great admirals of Spain, Don Pedro de Valdez, or Cando, and the rest. When will they sail? This summer, now. They are perhaps sailing as we speak. King Philip is roused at last. He will not let Elizabeth help his rebels in the Netherlands any more, or suffer Drake, that dragon of the seas, to plunder and burn the Spanish ships in their own harbors. Hark, something did stir. Truly, I did hear a sound. Oh, think you one of Burley's spies is near? We are in peril. Let us fly, quickly, quickly. Rushes to door left. Others pull him back. Poltroon! Fear not, listen. The gay and cruel Elizabeth shall go. Soon shall her laughter be silent, and a better even the king of Spain shall reign in her stead. Remember you are pledged. I am, to the end. And you likewise. I am. The die is cast. We've thrown in our lot with the foes of England. Ours is the strong side, the game is ours. Friends, we shall not always be the poor cringing men we are now. We shall have honor and rich rewards when the banner of Castile waves over London. Aye, aye, the banner of Castile over London. Tread softly. I'll go out quietly, left. Jock slowly comes from hiding place. They are gone. They are gone. Ha, ha, my masters, I know the way out of this rat hole as well as you do. I have heard enough to content me. These brave tidings will I straightway bring to my Lord Burley, and one day you shall know, ye wretched hirelings and traitors, that your words are lies. Shakes his fist. Exit. Scene 3. The Palace. Whitehall, London. A throne. Council table in front of it. In center of stage. Chairs on right. Enter, left, Lord Burleigh and Sir Walter Raleigh. They seat themselves, right. Burleigh next to throne, but facing audience. Full thirty years have I been Her Grace's counsellor, and we have encountered many a danger together. There are fresh plots abroad, grievous perils. Any moment the Queen may be slain by poison or the traitor's dagger. It is but a little while since that someone hid in the garden to slay the Queen as she walked alone there at evening. Only her lion-like look, the look of old King Harry, daunted him, and he fled. God save Her Majesty from danger! She is the hope, as she is the glory of this realm. Alas, the death of the Queen of Scots has not secured us peace. Spain is said to compass our destruction. King Philip has spies throughout this land. Everywhere among our own people we find receivers of the Spaniards' gold. Even today has news come to my ears through a spy who was present at the traitor's council. They plot the Queen's death and the immediate coming of the Spaniard. Enter left, Sir Francis Drake. The coming of the Spaniards, say you. T'will be the gladdest day of our lives when we see them come. Truly, Sir Francis, and methinks that glad day is not far off. 
I have continually besought her grace that we be well prepared. Alas, her majesty spares gold. She has not paid the money she promised full often. Moreover, in one day, the royal temper changes a score of times. Drake sits down right. Her grace's temper is variable as April, with the shrewd winds of March and January mingled. This matter touches the safety of the realm. Truly, my lord, and if the armada which is now sailing against us makes a meeting with the Duke of Parma, it will go ill with us. I doubt the power of our general to protect us on the land. Alas, the queen will hear not but that Leicester shall have the command on the land. I rejoice that we are better furnished on the sea. Drake bows to Burleigh. That is true. Hark you, here comes her grace. Room for the queen. All rise, then drop on one knee, as queen, attended by lady-in-waiting and page, enters left. The, the queen. queen! My lords, we greet too well. They rise from their knees. Raleigh steps forward, offers to help queen to mount her throne. She pushes him aside. Nay, we are not grown so old as to need the help of even your arm, my lord, in mounting to our throne. Seats herself. Lady-in-waiting stands behind, with page left. Old? Age has no part in your grace. No part in our fairy queen, most glorious Gloriana. Would that my gentle friend Edmund Spencer were home from Ireland to sing your praise. Yet listen, madame, to these faltering strains. Steps forward and sings. The reddest rose will fade at last. Lilies have their day, and buds which shine in morning light ere the eve must die away. But thou, my queen, untouched by time, thy beauty bright dost stay, and when the world to darkness turns, it showeth no decay. Take thou the glory of the stars, unchanging thou as they. Take thou my heart, love for thine own, which shall not pass away. I like the song, Sir Walter. Now, my lords, I will prove your words true, and that time's hand has not rudely touched me by dancing a measure before you to-night, and in a fairer gown than this poor rag. Displays her fine dress, turns, and notices lady-in-waiting, wearing a handsome kirtle. You have a marvellous fine kirtle, good mole. Rises. Come in front of table. I will try it on. Lady-in-waiting takes off kirtle. Queen holds it against her own dress. Think you my new fancied border becomes me? Is it not much too short and ill-becoming? Craving your grace's pardon, it is verily much too short for your majesty. I'll not contradict you, Moll. But if it becomes not me as being too short, it shall never become you as being too fine, good Mistress Mary. Flings Kirtle to back of stage. Lady-in-waiting, aside. 
Alas, I shall not dare to wear my brave kirtle any more. Queen, sits down again. My lords, I rejoice to see you here. Sir Francis Drake, we greet you well. Your Majesty's faithful servant. My Lord Burley, my most grave counsellor. Hi, Sir Spirit, your cloak is awry. Pulls his cloak. Burley quietly hitches up cloak. Nay, sit, my lord, we know you suffer from the gout, and it is with your head and not your legs we would have you serve us. Burley bows and sits down. I thank your highness. With your leave, we must discuss grave matters. We speak of the many plots against your grace. Your death would bring civil war. My death? Tut, tut. I shall not die so soon. But if I did, and the King of Spain gave you a new ruler, I warrant, my lords, all your heads would soon be flying. My ghost would come back and laugh at the gay scene. <laughs> Yet hearken, for ourselves we have no fear. But, seeing that our safety touches the good of our people, I will listen to your counsels. For myself, I am content, if need be, to die, and have no fear so to do. This will I say, England may have a greater, but never a more loving sovereign than Elizabeth. And never sovereign more loving subjects. I thank you. I will find means to mend your fortunes, my fond Walter. You have given us much. The tobacco herb is your gift, and the strange root of the potato. You promise us gold from the treasuries of the new world. Raleigh kneels. Queen pats him on the head. He offers her a chain. Wear this, my queen, as a pledge of your poor servant's faith. Rises. That will I. It pleases me. I'll wear it for your sake. Nay, frown not, Sir Francis, but stand at my right hand. What would you counsel us? Drake comes and puts hand on council table. Madam, the time presses. A terrible danger threatens us now. Our spies assure us that the Spanish king is at last ready, and that his armada will sail immediately. It is perhaps coming now while we speak. It is a fleet such the world has not seen before. It comes to attack us. Pray heaven we be ready. Let us not lose time. Lose time? Truly, your grace, delay is perilous. Time flies and will not return. Your highness, the wings of man's life are plumed with the feathers of death. A fair saying. Nay, madam, delay and hesitate no longer. Stop King Philip now and stop him ever. Give me leave, and I will fly once more into the harbour of Cadiz and burn some of the ships, if they have not already sailed. Truly, King Philip's friends have stirred up my subjects, and the rebellions cost me more gold than ever you, Sir Francis, wrenched from the Spaniards. But I'll have no open war unless I be forced thereto by my enemies. I did but singe King Philip's beard. I entreat I may finish my work and break the armada before it comes in its full strength. I say I will have no provoking of war. You shall not stir without my orders. Bangs her fists on table. Drake stamps his foot. Pray heaven you be not ruined. Madam, at least let us be prepared. Prepared? Have I not given my dockyards to Hawkins, who will not suffer a beam or spar to be unready? Truly, but... Silence! I have made Howard of Effingham my Lord High Admiral, and you, Sir Francis Drake, Compasser of the World, Vice Admiral. Your Grace, it was well done. But we must have men to serve under us, 
Food to feed them, food in reserve, powder and shot. For this we must have money. Your Majesty, war and sparing suit not together. War and the makers of war suit well enough. I see you will all join with Drake to drag me into fighting. We have sought peace and ensued it, but an end is come now to peaceful courses. Your Highness's enemies are many. We have the lords of half the earth coming against us. Truly. Philip will turn back at the last. That he will not. His heart is fixed on conquering England. He has commanded the Duke of Parma to have an army ready in Holland to come over as soon as the Duke of Medina Sidonia and his armada land here. Look, madam, on this chart, how easily they... I know, I know. In my poor opinion, we ought to have a sharp eye upon the Duke of Parma, lest they all come upon us in the same hour. If so, I tremble for the realm, which will be at once overwhelmed with armed men. All this I have heard before, but the Spaniard tarries. I can ill spare the treasure, which shall perhaps be poured out in vain preparations. Not vain, your highness. Our ships made after Hawkins' plan are light and swift, and we will do well against the heavy Spanish galleons. But we must have more. More? What have we? Your grace knows your best ships, like the Triumph, the Victory, Elizabeth Jonas, the Bear. London, Southampton, and the coast towns will send ships. The Lord High Admiral... He will command in the Ark Raleigh, which I have built. He will. My kinsman Hawkins has ships. The West Countrymen will come out after my flag. I can lead a squadron. Yet, this is little indeed, beside that which attacks us. You speak, Sir Francis, as a bold and faithful servant. We shall not fail in courage either, if need be. For the meanwhile, we will reserve our answer. But, madam... Listen, I now command you to do naught to provoke war, seeing that upon your own showing we are in so poor a plight. You will not treat for peace unarmed. Queen rises furious. I will treat or not treat for peace as I will, and no other way. He who dares to disobey me, I will send to the tower, as I am King Harry's daughter. Sweeps to door left followed by lady-in-waiting and page. Burleigh rises. Drake and Raleigh rush after Queen. Listen, your highness. Raleigh kneels, clasps his hands. I beseech your majesty. I entreat. Sinks down on chair. Queen goes out, left, with lady and page. Raleigh rises, stamps his foot. Intolerable. And again I say, intolerable. Alas, my lord, cannot you move the queen to see her necessity? These delays will ruin her. Men say you can do more with her grace in one hour than seven others can in a year. Berlay rises wearily. I will, Sir Walter. I am old, very old, and weary of strife. I have weathered storms full often, yet I will urge this matter upon her to the uttermost. I would rather go to the tower than that the neglect of this present time should imperil her majesty in this country. Give me your arm. I have grown stiff and tired in the queen's service. Help me to the door. I will speak roundly with her highness. Ah, me. Ah, me. Raleigh leads Burleigh to door, left. Exit Burleigh, sighing deeply. Drake crosses to right of stage. 
Raleigh turns to Drake, shrugs his shoulders. Here's tribulation. Courage. The wind will be around before long. At present it blows northeast by east. We must continue to set things in readiness, that all be prepared at the changing of her grace's humour. I will go straight to Plymouth. You follow me there. Long have we waited for this hour, which is now close at hand, when we can once and for all do open battle with the Spaniard, and against his whole might. Come Spain, come the whole world, and we will beat them back. Excellent. End of Act One